Welcome to Freedom, episode number 10. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast. I'd like to welcome you to episode number 10. And I'm here to help you escape the 9 to 5 and live the lifestyle your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you're just getting started today. And even if you don't have any cash or credit, you can still become a success. Now, we are going to continue our discussion on the seven effective steps of wholesaling. This is the last of this series. Um, we talked about in the seven effective steps of wholesaling on how to set up your business, how to market for buyers, how to market for sellers, how to negotiate and get the contract, opening up escrow. And now we're going to talk about selling your property super fast in hours, not days, and also an assignment versus double escrow. What should you do? That's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a great episode, and you're going to love it. All right. Now, if you'd like to receive my comprehensive blueprint on how you can quit your job in 19 weeks or less, please visit Flip, the number 2 freedomcom That's Flip2Freedom.com. On the front page right there, you'll see a video of me. But also, too, you'll see a place where you can uh, enter your email address, and I will email you this report absolutely free. And I'm telling you, um, this is over a 100-page, detailed, specific report on exactly week by week what you have to do to quit your job. This is information you can take, you can read it, and you can start tomorrow and start making money with this information. I know you're going to love it. We've got great reviews about it, and it's for you, absolutely free, so you can get out of the rat race, get out of the job, you know, and uh, fire your boss, which is what we all want to do or have done. All right, now let's uh, continue our discussion on the seven effective steps of wholesaling. This is step number six and step number seven, selling your house in hours, not days, and what should you do, an assignment or a double escrow? Now, if you want to go back and listen to these seven steps in full, uh, you can please go to uh, flip2freedom.com and it's episode number two. That's where we uh, I introduce the seven steps of wholesaling and then um, the progression of, uh, of episodes you'll be able to see on the website. Um, and if you hit the podcast tab up top, you'll be able to see the whole list of them and you can you can listen through them if you'd like. All right, let's get into it. Selling your house in hours, not days. Now, in section two, or actually uh, step two, we talked about marketing for buyers. Okay. Now, when you market for buyers, you're initially, um, you know, you're prompting someone, you're, you're to give them some information on like a free market report or a free book or something to be able to capture their email address, and that will go into a database. Uh, to where um, you can be able to email properties out uh, to these people, uh, these buyers. Now, what happens is um, when you email the people, they will be calling you about questions about the property or access to the property or, you know, um, how many beds and bath, even though you had that in the email, I guarantee they'll call about it. Um, but they're going to call and have more questions regarding the property. Now, this is a great opportunity for you to build a relationship with the people that are calling in. Now, remember, 
you're, you're, you're working this potentially around your job. So it's not like your phone's going to be ringing off the hook while you're in the middle of work. These uh, can go to a voicemail and then you can return these people, you know, these, these buyers, you can return their call back, um, return their call on your own leisure whenever you have time to be able to do so. Okay. So when these people call back, these cash buyers call back, it gives you an opportunity um, to talk to them um, and find out more about them, but also more importantly to uh, you know get a, get, a, get a feel of the marketplace of what they're looking for um, so you can build that relationship. And then basically what you want to do is build what's called a VIP buyers list. A VIP buyers list is taking your large list, and the large list could be 50, 100, 200. I mean, we have thousands and thousands of, uh, of buyers on our cash buyers list. But I mean, when you're just starting out, I mean, there's a time we had 25, we had 50, we had 100, we had 200. Well, guess what? When we send an email out, we got a call. And we are able to talk to the people and find out what they want. I put them in my phone as a, as a contact and kind of notes of what, you know, what type of properties they're looking for and tried to build a, build a relationship with these buyers, uh, so we could tee up properties to them. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to build a small VIP buyers list and, and, and you don't need a lot. I mean, we have a handful of maybe five to 10 cash buyers that we sell 90% of our properties to on a phone call, on one phone call, call them up and I'll, I'll get into that, but call them up and, and offer them a property and they will bite, especially if they're proven, they bought a property from you before and it's, it's, it's a great, great way to go. All right. Now, when you are talking to your uh, prospective VIP buyers, there are questions you're going to want to ask. Um, and also be able to write down or, or have in your phone or, or somewhere in a database um, we use, um, uh, it's a, a database called HiRise. Um, you can go to HiRise.com, I believe it is. It's by 37signals. Um, and it's a database that works great um, for, it's absolutely free, um, for uh, putting in your contact information for your buyers, cash buyers, VIP buyers, whatever it may be. And you can tag those buyers based upon if they want properties at $100,000, they want $150,000, they want high-end houses that are two fifty dollars to three hundred. dollars You're able to segregate that list um, and then put it into, um, segment the list and put it into smaller groups, uh, so where you can call these people back. Anyways, so when you, when you ask these, uh, the buyers a question, you're going to ask them, first off, well, how many properties did they buy a year? This is important because you may have a person, like we have one of our cash buyers that buys, you know, 30, 40, 50 properties a year. Um, and he wants to continue to build his business and, and do more. You want to find out how they will be paying for the property. Are they going to pay uh, cash? Are they going to pay hard money? Do they want to buy it with their 401k? Um, that is extremely important to determine, uh, you know, if you can sell them the property. If you if you if you tie up a, a property that you're that you're going to sell and you have a short timeline uh, for some reason for selling it instead of having 30 days, let's say theoretically have 15 days to sell it, which I don't recommend. Um, and if someone wants to use a 401k to purchase the property. Then, you know, that, that takes a little bit of time. I'd probably steer away and say, listen, we got to pay, you know, either cash or hard money, which can close a lot quicker. What price range are they looking for is imperative. 
If you know specifically if they're looking for three bed, two bath, you know, 1,500 square feet, bread and butter property built from 1980 and beyond, and they are, you know, looking for 150,000 and under that they can fix and flip and they're looking to make a target of 15 to 20,000 dollar profit. That is great information. Well, guess what? If you have someone that specific and they know exactly what they're looking for, which most cash buyers do, they know specifically exactly what they're looking for, then when you have a property that comes in, or if you have a wholesaler, remember we talked about building relationships with other wholesalers. If you find a wholesale property that meets that criteria, then you can tee it up on a phone call to your VIP buyer and sell that property and make a profit. All right. Calling your VIP buyers prior to the release of the property. All right. Let's say you have a property. I'll give an example. Um... We talked in the last episode where I tied up a couple properties. Um, uh, one was the three bed, two bath. I tied it up for $47,000. And we had planned to put it out on our website at about $57,000. But what I did is I called one of my VIP buyers and I said, hey, listen, I'll give it to you for $54,000, um, but you got to close it by Friday. So uh, he said, okay, let me check it out. I gave him the information on the property. He went and looked at it, came back and said, okay, done. I take it and we're closing. Now that's great. Now wh what I did there is I said, uh, I basically told him, listen, listen, we're going to put it out to the marketplace and we're going to sell it quick irregardless. And we're going to put it out there at 57. We'll get at or close to that. But because I value your relationship, VIP buyer, I'm going to let, I'm going to sell it to you at slightly cheaper at $54,000 and, you know, but you got to close quick and I'm going to give you that deal. Now he appreciates it because he's going to get a better deal than anybody else is going to get. He appreciates it. That he's not going to have to compete with anybody else. He also appreciates it because he gets to get, you know, get a deal where he can make profit on. It's exactly what he's specifically looking for. When you give him a slight discount, it, 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 it helps build that rapport with that person. Um, and, 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 and they'll be your go-to guy, um, when it comes to properties. Now, here's what I say, you know, when I call up a VIP buyer, um, I'll tell you exactly what I say. First off, Hey there, Bill quote, Hey there, Bill, I got another smoking deal. I tied up and I think it's right up your alley. The address is blah, 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 36th street. The property is a three bed, two bath, 1500 square foot home that needs roughly 13 K in repairs. I comp the property out roughly $100,000, which is the after repair value, and you can buy it from me for $54,000. Lockbox code is blah, blah, blah. I'm putting it out to my buyer's list tomorrow a.m., so let me know ASAP. I know it will go super fast. Now, that's it. It's a quick call. Here's how you get in. Here's the price. Here's the repairs. Here's what I think it's worth. And... Um, when I'm going to be putting out. Now, why do I put that tidbit in there? We also talked about negotiating with sellers. Well, negotiating with sellers is very similar to negotiating with buyers. There's a desire for gain. That's a trigger, a motivation trigger. And there is fear of loss. And that is a motivation trigger. So what I did was, is I basically teed up the property, which is desire for gain that he can buy a discount property and he can get it that nobody else knows about. He's one of the first ones to be able to get a look at it. And fear of loss is that, is that 
I need a decision before tomorrow a.m. because I'm going to put it out and I know I'll sell it fast. So he's thinking, wow, I'm getting a great deal, but guess what? I got to give an answer ASAP on this thing, and I got to find out, it's, you know, look at it and give my, my two cents back on this thing and let him know if I'm going to take it because as soon as it hits the market, this thing's going to be gone. And that's what typically happens. If we don't sell it to our the, on a couple phone calls to our VIP buyers, we'll stick it out on our site and through our marketing mechanisms, which we'll go here in a second, um, we sell the property, like I said, you know, super quick. Um, so, desire for gain and fear of loss are the two biggest motivation trigger motivations uh, to get people to um, make a commitment. Okay. Now let's talk about broadcasting your property to the world. Um, so you've called your VIP buyers on the property. Um, they passed on the property and now you want to broadcast it to the world. What methods can you use to get it out there um, and get as many eyeballs on that property as possible? First one we use, which I think I am the, well, our company that we here in Arizona, we're one of the only uh, wholesale or even you know any anybody that I know that used what's called text alerts. And a text alert, which is text marketing, and a text, you know, you have a phone and you, you text back and forth, right? We used what's called text alerts. And we use a company called Web SMS um, from Message Media. And they're incredibly cheap very reasonable and very it's a web-based tool um, and you just plug in your cash buyer's name their cell phone and um, that's it and uh, and then press add to cash buyers list and then you can type a message in to your cash buyers and it'll be text to them and they get the information instantly now why I like text a lot better than email is text there's literally a 100% delivery when it comes to email, there's spam blockers, there's, you know, junk mail folders, there's yada, 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 all, all, all this stuff that could stop your message from reaching your buyer. With a text, it's delivered right there and it's an immediate. And the good thing I like about, and I've tried a couple other services, but the thing I like about web SMS is that a person can reply back. I've had people reply back and say, hey, how many bed and bath is it? Even though we try to put that in there. Or, or they reply back and say, um, you know, stop texting me. I moved out. I moved out of the state, so I'm not looking for those properties anymore. Now, you want to get people's permission to do that. Now, what we typically do is we send an email out saying, "Hey, if you'd like to get on our VIP buyers list, then please reply back with your text, your 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 cell phone number, and and uh, and we will add you to our text alerts. And text alerts um, go out first, and you'll get notified first. And people will reply back. Also on our website, when uh, when a buyer fills out a form, and, and all the, let me back up, all this stuff is in my free book, this 100-page free book, flipthefreedom.com. You can go down and download that uh, for free and explains this in detail, what we use, what we say, how we say it, everything. So um, if this is going a little over your head, whatever, just you know, just bear with me. Just go, go download that. It's awesome. You'll love it. So anyways. It's great method for getting uh, properties out to people extremely fast. The next thing we use is email blast, and we use Aweber or Constant Contact um, to deliver our email messages. 
And I actually give you in my book an, uh, an actual email message um, that we use that pr has a great response for people to uh, to respond back um, to buy properties. The other one is, uh, other ways, is uh, Facebook and Twitter. We have a Facebook fan page, and we post our properties in there. We've sold a lot of properties off Facebook. And I like about Facebook is uh, it's, it's viral, so someone can um, someone can basically they press that they like that or they comment on that and that goes in their friend feed and then your your uh, your fan base grows uh, fairly quickly and you don't need a lot of fans to be able to uh, uh, to be able to have a successful result but it works Twitter the same way um, Twitter's great uh, we get a lot of traffic to our websites uh, via Twitter but the goal is with all these is to get it out in front of many people as you possibly can I've actually bought properties off Twitter. Um, I got a tweet where someone came across and they were selling a wholesale property and I bought it. <laughs> we bought it, fixed it, and flipped it. Um, next one is Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji. Craigslist, Backpage, and Kijiji. Now, those are free web-based advertising sites where you can post your property on there um, and you will get calls on the property our emails, uh, responses back on the property for people interested that want to buy it. Now, let's talk about how, how much is this going to cost to be able to do this marketing? Well, texting, it's, I think it's like 25 to 50 bucks maybe a month to do that. Um, AWeber is 19 bucks a month. Facebook and Twitter, free. Craigslist, free. So it's extremely cheap to be able to build the buyer's list, call, people, call these VIP buyers back, and also to broadcast your message broadcast your property out there it's extremely cheap to do it um, but it's highly highly effective now when you do all these different things we usually put the text out send the email out and we have we actually post it on Facebook which is linked to Twitter that automatically goes out and then we stick it on uh, uh, Craigslist backpage and Kijiji we all we all can do that in a matter of say a half hour uh, we can put that out or not even 20 minutes and it will broadcast it to everybody, and everybody will know about the property. And you either get emails back, and your phone will start ringing for people wanting more information, if it's a good deal. If it's a good deal. Now, I talked in the previous episode on, on what's a good deal. I'm going to tell you again what a good deal is. A good deal is a property that is 70% of the after repair value, less repairs. If you can get a property under that price you'll be able to sell it extremely fast and make a profit give an example hundred thousand dollar house well seventy percent is seventy thousand dollars ten thousand dollars repairs well that's sixty thousand dollars you want to make a ten thousand dollar profit you got to get it at fifty thousand dollars you buy you get a contract under fifty thousand dollars you turn around and sell it to a cash buyer for sixty thousand dollars you've got no money out of pocket except whatever marketing you've done and you can make a $10,000 profit. And you can do that over and over and over and over again. All right, getting off subject here. Okay, now, you put all the information out. When people call and they leave a voicemail for you, you're going to be able to call them back, right? And you got to figure out what to say, you know? And you got to remember, fear of loss is the ticket. Fear loss. So when someone calls up and says, "Hey, I want to. I'm just checking on that property you have for sale. I just got a text alert. I just got an email blast. People call and say, "Hey, listen, you know, 
Is it still available? I usually say, listen, I've got slammed. I'm sorry. I sorry I can get back to you sooner. Uh, yes, as of right now, it's still available. I can tell you, I don't have a contract in my hand right at this point. I'm expecting one. Um, there are some people that have showed high interest in it. So if you are serious, get out there and look at it as soon as possible and get back to me ASAP. Um, because like I said, it's available right now, but I don't know if it's going to be available here in the next, uh, you know, next day or so. And that will get them uh, to move into action to go look at the property so they can make a commitment on it. All right. Now, once you have a commitment from the buyer, either your VIP buyer that you've called and they call you back and say, I want it. Let's go. Or through your broadcast, you have someone that calls up and says, I want it. Let's go. You want to find out, number one, that they're paying cash or hard money so you can close quickly. And you want to dictate, you know, when you're going to close. I used to tell people, listen, I always close the following Friday. If I can, you know, call here. You listen, it's today's Tuesday. We'll close next Friday. Gives them, you know, time to line up, give the title report, pull everything together to get everything closed. About a week and a half to close. So once you have a commitment, though, set the appointment with the buyer, with a cash buyer, and meet him for lunch. Or meet him for, I mean, if you have a break from work, meet him for lunch. After work, meet him, um, meet him after work at, you know, at Starbucks or something like that and sit down with them and, uh, and have the pre-written contract already written up, ready to go. You're going to collect a $2,500 or higher non-refundable deposit in either a form of a cashier's check. I like cashier's check myself or uh, a personal check if you've done multiple deals with them. Um, the cash buyers that have done multiple deals with that are on our, our, our elite VIP buyers list there, um, I just, they just write me a personal check that, you know, or write the title company a personal check and we just sign the contract and we're good. When it comes to a new person that I've never done a deal with, um, then I want a cashier's check uh, for 2500 non-refundable. Now, why would you set an appointment with this buyer? Well, we talked about earlier, you want to build a relationship, sit down with them, talk to them, find out what they want, find out what their goals are. And if you can help them accomplish their goals by fixing and flipping properties, finding properties, fixing and flipping them, well, then guess what? If you help them achieve their goals by doing, say, 20 properties a year, well, guess what? That's going to help you accomplish your goals. And like I said, you, you only need a handful of cash buyers. If you've got five, seven, ten cash buyers that all want to buy 10 to 20 properties a year, well, that's 200 properties a year. And if you're buying and selling 200 properties a year and you just to fill these guys' need, you are making more money than you even could fathom. So you don't need a lot. Five you know, to ten good ones or so. Now, at the appointment... You're going to sign the sell side purchase contract and collect a $2,500 non-refundable EMD that we talked about. So you're going to sit down with them, get everything signed, get everything done, get the contract, pay for lunch, give them thanks, find out what they're looking for. And then you can then take the contract and the check to your escrow officer, your closing agent, closing attorney, whatever you have in your state. Um, and then you can uh, now you're going to let them know what you want to do. Should you do a double escrow or should you do an assignment of contract and, uh, and, and, and kind of give them guidance of which way you want to go with it. Now, for those who don't know what a double escrow is, I'm going to give you what the, the basically the Wikipedia definition of a double escrow. So you understand what it is. 
Here it is. A double escrow is a real estate transaction involving two contracts, one buy side, one sell side, at two different prices with two different buyers on the same property, closing escrow the same day. A double escrow is in, in another term is, uh, is called a simultaneous close, where you're going to do a close on the exact same day. At close of escrow, all parties, lenders, sellers, buyers, and brokers are informed of all parties involved that all monies that change hands. So basically everyone's going to be informed. It's going to, everything's going to be disclosed. Nothing's going to be hidden. Double escrows are totally legal and all processes with them must be disclosed by either the originator of the deal, you, or by the closing escrow officer. So, you know, if we're going to do a double escrow, you know, we usually, I mean, I'd say, I just tell our buyers, yeah, hey, listen, we're probably going to do a double escrow on this one. And it's fine. Um, double escrow uh, means that, that uh, you know, just like I said, you're, you have a you have a buy side contract and you have a, a, a from your motivated seller. And then now you have a sell side contract. So essentially, and then you're going to sell the property to the buyer. The buyer, your cash buyer, is going to bring 100% of the funds in. In our theoretical example, the property is worth 100 uh, 70% of 170,000 minus uh, 10,000 in repairs is 60,000. Our sell price is 60,000. Theoretically, let's say we tied it up for 50,000. That means we have a contract with a seller at $50,000. We have a contract with our cash buyer at $60,000. He's going to bring in 60,000 plus closing costs to the closing table. And that 60,000 of which 10,000 goes to you. And the 50000 goes to your seller. How much money is out of your pocket? None. Absolutely none. How much money is out of the cash buyer's pocket? 60000 How much does the seller get? They get their 50000 Everybody's happy. This guy gets a, a below market property. The seller gets the headache of his property off the back. And you make $10,000. All 100% legal. And it's all disclosed. Now, we typically do a double escrow if the profit is 10000 or more. Now, let's talk about assignment contract. An assignment contract is when you are essentially selling the contract. You're selling it. Um, so, how's that work? And we usually do a, a you know a, an assignment contract if it's you know ten thousand or less, right? The double escrow ten thousand more assignment contract ten thousand or less. Now, why do we do this? I'm going to tell you why. If you have a profit, say, let's say theoretically, of $20,000, and we've had deals, $20,000 deals, we've had $250,000 deals. But let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about $10,000 deal. You have a $10,000 deal. What happens is when the buyer comes in, he'll be able to see on the HUD, which is the, the transaction detail, that there's a $10,000 profit. But he's been all through the whole process. Um, of getting the money there, wiring the funds, getting everything ready, getting ready to close, getting it all done. It's very unlikely for a buyer to haggle any price right when they're at the closing table signing docs. With an assignment, assignment is you're going to have your cash buyer sign an assignment paperwork. And assignment paperwork typically shows what your assignment price is. It opens up room for negotiation. 
Because if you're sitting down with this buyer and he's going to buy the property with cash and he's going to put the money in to fix it up, he's going to put the money in to, to, to hold on to it. He's going to pay whatever money fees he has. He's going to hire an, uh, uh, an, an uh, what do they call it? <laughs> a real estate agent. Yeah. So he's going to hire a real estate agent and he's going to list the property. He's going to sit on it for how long it ever takes. And he's going to turn around and sell it and he's going to take the risk. He's going to have to go through the appraisal. He's going to have to go through the inspection reports. Yada, yada, yada. He's going to have to do all that stuff to be able to sell his property and to make a profit. Now, let's say his target profit is to make $20,000, but you in turn contracted the property on a Tuesday and you sold it on the following Friday and you're going to make a profit of $20,000. Well, guess what? And you're going to do a VN assignment and say, here, I want to sign you this property and I want to make $20,000. It opens up room for negotiation for the buyer to potentially say, wait a minute here, you're going to make $20,000 off me on this property? And you're taking no risk. You've owned it, you know, you only tied it up for a week. See, they don't understand the marketing time, the energy, the phone calls you've taken, you know, how many deals you had to go through, everything before you had to get that specific deal. They don't understand that. All they think of is you're making 20000 off me. That's what they're thinking. But when they get down to the closing table and they've got everything all prepared and done, yes, it's all disclosed, but there's less room for haggling or anything right when they're at the closing table, all right? On an assignment, if it's $10,000 or under, that's more of an acceptable um, amount for a wholesaler to make, five to 10,000. So doing an assignment that way, it's a lot easier and there's less haggle um, around to be, able to, uh, to be able to do that. This is what I found. Um, you can do you know, whatever you want. It just, you know what, I bend down both paths and uh, it just seems to work for me. All right. So an assignment contract is when you're selling your right to purchase the property for a fee. Let's say it's $8,000. Like in this example, the one on, um, that we tied up, I sold to the, uh, to our buyer for 54,000. I'm going to do an assignment on that. We tied it up for 47. We're going to sell it for 54. Uh, we're going to make three, uh, $6,000 on it. It was, you know, quick deal, less than a week, you know, week and a half, you know, in and out. It's just do an assignment, pay me the 6000 you go close on the property, it's good. Easy. Now, that's it. You're done. You know what that means? That means now you've picked the way you're going to close. You're working with the escrow officer to get all the documents, everything needed, the uh, the seller to come in and sign, the buyer's going to come in and sign, everyone's going to wire in money, you're going to coordinate that with them, and it's not a lot of work. We're talking, you know, email, a couple emails back and forth, um, you know, make sure everything's coordinated, you know, getting updates, but, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not something we have to micromanage your escrow officer to get this stuff done. It's not, it's, it's not a complicated deal. Um, any closing agent that's worth their salt should be able to do this in their sleep. So, so you just could basically manage the, the whole process. And then the whole, the, the, the pinnacle, the, the, yeah, the, the excitement, you get to go get your check. Or you just get your bank wire. I like bank wire better, so I have to run down there and get my check. I did that when I was first starting. When I was first starting, man, I ran down there and I got my first, I think it, whatever it was, 12,000 or 11,000. I can't even remember what it was. It's on my website. Let me check it out. But, uh, I think it was $11,008 or something like that. But I remember getting that check. 
that validated for me that this works. And I was ecstatic. I mean, I was so excited. I, I, I couldn't even see straight. Now we do a $10,000 deal and it's just like another $10,000 deal. Now it just becomes how many $10,000 deals can we do? And, um, and you got to understand one thing. We do our, my business model that we have, we do a lot of different things. <laughs> you know, we own land. Um, we own, we do fix and flip properties, you know, to, uh, cash buyers, um, not to cash buyers, to conventional buyers that are looking for cash flow properties, um, throughout that business model. We buy properties, we renovate them, we put a tenant in them, we sell it as a package deal to investors across the country. That's a business model that we do. But we also do wholesaling because guess what? We can't fix and flip every property, every, every good deal that we get. Uh, fix and flip is great for someone like yourself. If you want to quit your job, you know, when, when you're buying a property, I mean, I fixed and flipped probably over a hundred properties. You know, I bought and sold over $120 million of properties in Arizona. And not that I'm anything special because believe me, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed at all. I mean, I mean, give me a break. I used to be a Marine for crying out loud, not, not to knock Marines, but I don't have a college education. I didn't go to Princeton. I didn't go to Harvard. Like I said, I'm just motivated as all heck and I find a way to get things done. And the thing about this is when you're first getting started, fixing and flipping properties takes risk, it takes cash to buy these properties, it takes cash to renovate them, it takes cash to, you know, to pay whatever monthly payments you have to pay on that takes cash to hold on to it, takes cash to, you know, to fix any of the, you know, the, uh, the repair items that, that, that need to be done on the property. It takes cash to be able to do that. And what, what my program is designed, basically this, you know, this free report, 19, you can escape, escape your job and quit your job in 19 weeks or less. If you read that and follow that, it's the first step. It's how I got started. I got started in wholesaling. And then what happens is one thing great about real estate is real estate, you can take it to whatever level you want. You can do wholesale properties if you want. You can do fix and flip properties. You can do commercial apartment buildings if you want. We've owned apartments. You can do land if you want. You can do mini storage if you want. You can do, I mean, look at Donald Trump. He's in real estate just like you and just like we are. But he does $100 million deals. There is no limit to what you can do. This is an easy entry point. The entry point to getting started in this is extremely simple to get your feet wet, risk, minutes amount of, I mean, literally just a marketing cost. We talked about how much stuff will cost. And you can get success. You make your first check. You, 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 you get that, that validation that you can do it and then you do it again and then you get better at it and you do it again and then you get a bigger buyer's list and you sell it again and you build a learning process of doing these properties and then you get your year's worth of income. Like if you listen to my past episodes, the goal is for you to quit your job. Tell your boss you're done, walk out, and be free. That's the goal. Freedom. Flip to freedom. That's the goal. So you never have to work again, and you can be done with working for the man. The only way that's going to happen that I recommend 
is to be able to have one year's worth of your income in the bank. And you've made that money from flipping properties in this method we're talking about right now. Because if you've done that, you make $50,000 a year in your job and you go out and you do five deals and you make $10,000 a deal and you have $50,000 in the bank. Well, guess what? Those five deals, you've gained experience. You've gained confidence. You've gained relationships with buyers. You've gained relationship with your, your escrow officers. You've went through the entire process five times and you successfully have put $50,000 in cash in the bank. Then you can make a decision. And you can be a lot more confident to quitting your job. What I don't want to see is you do one deal, make $5,000 and say, I'm quitting my job, I'm done. Because then you go into a needy mode. Then when you're sitting and you're talking to a seller, guess what? You need that deal to pay the bills. And that doesn't work. That is broke mode and you don't want to be there. You want to go in and when you're talking to your buyers and you're talking to your sellers, you want to, if you get the deal, great. If you don't, who cares? That's the attitude you want. And guess what? They'll pick up on it. They'll pick up on the, hey, you know what? This is my best offer. Take it or leave it. You know, they will understand that and they'll respond to that. But back to doing this business. This is an, is a, a starting point to get you from where you are, where you are right now. You're at your job and you may, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably hate it like I did when I was working a job. And to get you from where you are today to where you want to be. So my question to you is this, where specifically do you want to be? Do you know? What I found is, guess what? 95% of the people have no clue where they want to go. They're just on the treadmill, just going, 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 just going with the flow. Well, you know what? You want to make money? You want to be successful? Don't go with the flow. Go where you know where you have to go. And that's picking a destination. I live in Arizona. If I want to go to San Diego, guess what? I pick San Diego as a destination, and then I pick a vehicle. I'm saying real estate is a great vehicle. There's other people that say internet marketing is a great vehicle. There's other people that say that stock market investing is a great vehicle. I believe that real estate, you can start with little to nothing and you can build an absolute empire and you don't have to be the smartest tool in the shed. You don't have to be a wheeler dealer. You don't have to be Mr. Personality. You don't have to do podcast or build website and that stuff. All you got to do is be able to find a motivated seller. And you got to match them with a motivated buyer. And you can make the spread. That's the first step. And you do that and you learn it. Those little steps will get you to where you want to be. Now, I know Robert Kiyosaki, which is unbelievable, talks about building wealth, you know, buying properties, building that cash flow, building that wealth. Absolutely. Start here. Start getting enough money, getting enough cash, and then you can start buying properties cash or leverage them with, you know, 40, 50 cents on the dollar. You know, don't leverage 80, 90 cents on the dollar. You're going to get hurt. You know, leverage them, put a loan on them for 40 cent, for uh, 40%, put a loan on it 50%, make sure the thing cash is full as like a cow. That's a good deal. 
But don't leverage it like to the hilt. Uh-uh, that's not the good thing. Cash is king. I think I babbled on along enough, but I'm excited. This is a great business, and I want you to experience it. That's why I put this whole thing together. Because you know what? It's time for me to give back. It's time for me to, I mean, I mean, I do real estate. I've been out all day looking at deals, talking to people, doing stuff. Love it. Love doing it. I, I'm excited waking up in the morning. Can't wait. I, I mean, I, I don't even want to go to bed. I'm excited. But I want to do this to give back to you. My goal is to have people that read this book, listen to this podcast, go through our core, do whatever, and be able to take little tidbits of information and get your freedom back. And that is my goal. And its goal is for you. So until then, I can't wait till you quit your job. I wish you the ultimate success in your real estate investing career. I'll see you in episode number 11. Have a great week. Take care and God bless. 